Hello, and thank you for listening to another podcast of the Gospel Rescue Mission. Today, we are going to do a resident interview uh, with my good friend, James Franklin. James Franklin has been uh, a resident here now for almost two months, and um, and I was earlier today was able to do a little interview with him, and uh, I just thought, you know, he's one of these guys that God's doing good things in his life, and there's something really neat about testimonies, just to hear what what's going on from the horse's mouth, to kind of hear from him uh, what what's happening and, and uh, all the good things that God's doing in his life here as a resident at the Gospel Rescue Mission. So I hope you enjoy this, listen in, and um, share it with your friends. First of all, James, I've known you for probably a couple of years with your work at the Rock Food Pantry, right? Correct. Tell me a little bit about your, kind of what led you to coming to the Rock Food Pantry? I would think one of the reasons why I came to the Rock Food Pantry is because I was living on a mountain. It was it was my lifestyle. Okay. Um, I just, I made it habit. How long did you live like that? I was up on the, um, Granite Hill for about two and a half seasons. Okay. And then I realized through the times that I was coming up and down that I started getting stage two athlete's foot from walking up and down the granite and up and down the tracks and I just I couldn't do it anymore okay so um, I just took it upon myself to um, allegedly just jump the rock food pantry fence oh you know? okay okay and um, I would sleep underneath the awning like oh. right there um, back to where you guys keep all the boxes okay okay um, I um, I got like the back door would be unlocked for me so I'd get in use the bathroom stuff like that but most of it, I just, I slept outside. Um, I just didn't want to be up on the mountain no more. So I just came off the mountain. So it was really hard living up on the mountain. And then you, you come into, you'd come into town and uh, you're familiar with the folks at the Rock. You, you get, you get food there. Um, so you know something about them. So, you, you, you know, when everybody's gone home, you just hop the fence at night, go in there and sleep under the awning. Pretty soon the staff kind of know you're there so they start kind of leaving the door open for you a little bit yes okay and at some point in time it it became more of a hey why don't we just move you inside the building right well yeah in a sense um that's not quite what i was looking for um i just i like coming down there every day to get me off the hill um i like to keep myself busy so i just walked in there one day when matt was working there and says hey i want to um i want to volunteer so I started going with him to the food bank on the truck and watched him on the forklift. And he kind of inspired me on the forklift. And that's where I got the knowledge of, hey, if he can do it, I can do it. So yeah. I just kind of tucked underneath his wing and that's where I stayed. Wow. Wow. So that's, golly, that's been like maybe four or five years ago? It's been about four and a half years now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, um, so... I got asked in uh, in December to take over the Rock Food Pantry as the director there, um, in addition to what I'm doing here at the Gospel Rescue Mission. And I come over there and I realize I've got two guys living in this on this property. One of them happens to be you. One of the things that I was I was um, 
surprised by. I, I knew there was a lot of uh, a little bit of a fear and anticipation about you know what it was going to mean for a guy from the mission to be over here. What 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 does it mean for the what is that what happens at the mission? I knew a lot of people didn't know. So one of the things I thought I'd do right away was um, was just to ask you guys if you wanted to take a tour of the mission to see what it looked like on the inside, to see, you know, kind of walk you through how our process works. Uh, do you remember that day? Oh, yes, yeah. I sure do. Yeah. You know, um, and yeah, I was, I was inspired by it, you know. It's like, at first I was kind of like, man, I don't want to live like this. I'm watching all these guys walk in and out of the mission, and it's like they don't have no freedom. Um, I mean, they're under all these rules and guidelines, and I'm like, no, that's not for me. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get that a lot. You know, I hear that a lot from people who who don't live at the mission. They're not sure, you know, what it's all about. They're not sure about the rules and guidelines. And and really, it sounds like. Um, for them, it sounds like a letting go of freedom uh, to come under all those rules. I remember after after we had uh, taken all the staff and volunteers from the Rock over to the mission, most of them, in fact, every one of them that I knew of, it was their very first time walking through the Gospel Rescue Mission. In all their time, some of those folks had been had been working and volunteering with the mission for or with the Rock, excuse me, for well over ten years. And um, and to have them coming into the Gospel Rescue Mission, which is, we share a parking lot, basically, uh, a piece of property. This was their very first time walking in. Um, I was really uh, concerned. I didn't want to. I didn't want to scare anybody, but uh, I was a little concerned when we got back because I see you sitting off to the side, and you're just kind of you look a little. You know, deep in thought. Do you remember? I was like, "Are you okay?" And you said, "Yeah, I got a lot to think about." What was going through your mind at that moment? Me, um, I was just like really transized. I mean, it's like I walked into this building and I actually got to see what it, what you guys do in here. Um, I mean, and it was nothing that I even expected. I mean. I thought it was like a like a jail. I mean, you go in, you got to sit in this room, uh, and you got to go listen to a guy in church, and then you got to go upstairs, and you can't go outside. And it's just, it gave me a fear of like, you know, uh, am I going to lose my whole entire life, you yeah. know? Yeah. And after you took us through the tour and started explaining it to us about how it worked, and I was just like, you know, I started to relax a little bit. And yeah. um, I remember you were like, um, you just let me know when you're ready, James. And, you know, um, when you approached me that day at work and you're like, hey, are you ready to move to the mission? I was drunk. I mean, I was at my best friend's house, man. And you looked straight me in the eyes and I'm just like, let's do this. Yeah. You know, and um, it took me a couple of days to really get relaxed and get to know what it was like. But when I when I walked around, I'm like, hey, you know, these guys ain't so bad, man. They actually accepted me and took me underneath their wing and showed me, you know. Yeah. It felt good, you know. Yeah, it's kind of nice, huh? You know, it's funny because uh, we, you know, maybe kind of breezed past this, the, a little bit more of kind of your past coming in. I mean... 
you came in you came in with quite a bit of alcohol in your system just the the day we came in you know came in over here um i mean i i remember asking you you know how much how much were you drinking on a daily basis uh, before coming into the mission i was drinking between i don't know i i like to drink about an 18 pack yeah. um and if I don't drink an 18, I like to drink between 8 to 10 of the 24-ounces. Um, sure. I didn't drink to, like, have a social time. I drank to get drunk yeah. because that's the only way I could put myself to sleep at nighttime. Um, yeah. I always had to, always, I couldn't be conscious. I, I had to either be smoking a bunch of weed and a bunch of alcohol. Um, yeah, it's just, it was for me to stuff my feelings. Yeah. And when you when you approach me, you're like, "Do you really want to give this a chance?" And I'm like, "I'm ready." You know, yeah. I just I I can't do it out there no more. And you know, it's like I think about it now. Uh, three and a half seasons out there of um, walking around in sandals in the snow, walking up and down railroad tracks with just a pair of pants and a t-shirt. Uh, I mean, always having to build a fire, um, walking into town three times a day for your meals, uh, walking around town looking for cigarette butts on the side of the road, um, trying to find people who got alcohol, people who've got a joint to smoke. Um, you know, it just, that became custom to me, you know, and yeah. it got to the point where it was natural. Yeah. I mean, it's like I got to know certain people and I knew where I could get it, you know. Yeah, and it didn't matter whether it was one o'clock in the afternoon or ten o'clock at night. Yeah. I mean, I just get the urge, take off, walk into town. It was about three and a half miles. Um, I would do it four or five times a day. Wow! You know, just so I'd come in and get a fix, and then I'd stagger home. I'd wow. fall down on the railroad tracks. I got scars on my head. I've got scars on my legs. I've cut my arms open. Um, wow. It's like. It's just what I made a trend of, you know, yeah. and being an addict is an addict that will never go away, yeah. you know. Once you're an addict, you're an addict. Yeah. You can only change that by not doing it anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like you've, you've seen me times where I've come into The Rock when you weren't the director. Yeah. And you'd see how obliviated I was. Oh, yeah. You know, but... That never stopped me from being a worker and never kept me from doing what I needed to do, you know. Yeah, yeah. My mind was always in that mode, but it was being suffocated, Yeah. you know. And being in here two months, I've gotten clarity. I've gotten insight. Uh, I'm learning how to understand what a God is. Um, it's, to me, in some ways, doing chapel every day. I would rather do a chapel on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Yeah. Because I got a learning disability, so it makes it kind of hard to stay afloat with all the with all the chapels. Sure. I mean, because it's like I could read a read a Bible, but to understand what it means, no. Yeah. I mean, to be able to sit down with a person and say, "Hey, James, can you read a verse out of the Book of James for me?" And then they can ask me, "Hey, can you kind of explain what it means?" Then I can do that. Yeah. But being in a room full of like 30 guys, yeah. it makes me nervous. Sure. I mean, I don't mind sitting there and listening to like you and John and them guys. Yeah. But 
it just it's hard for me to stay at a focus point because I can't I can't grasp it. I mean, I'm used to being one on one. Yeah. Like being in grade school and high school. Sure. I mean, I've been in special ed my whole entire life. Sure. Sure. Fourteen years of high school. Um, I walked out with three point nine. But that's because I was in special ed my whole entire 14 years. Okay. Um, being around people, I can learn, but sometimes I just got to back off, you know, and be kind of non-sociable yeah. because then it gives me time to actually think and focus. Yeah. I mean, if you understand what I mean. I, I mean, totally you, understand. Yeah. You've, you've been there. You've told me some of your stories. I gained from that. Yeah. It gives me knowledge. It gives me empowerment. It, it helps me to focus. Well, that's one of the reasons why, you know, we, we try and do both. We try and do, you know, classroom type study, but we also try and just spend time walking with each other, each of the guys one-on-one, you know, and, and work with them one-on-one along the way. That's one of the reasons why I've enjoyed keeping you close so much. I mean, you and I have, have just really developed a good bond together and, and, uh, and I know that all the rest of staff that's gotten a chance to work with you, whether it's Glenn or John or Ken, you know, all of them, they, they're very, you know, they really enjoy spending time with you. And because and, uh, you're, you're a sponge, man. I mean, you, you take up information really well. You, you know, certainly, uh, you, you know, you want to learn. You're receptive to what's being, you know, what's being said. Um, I know we've already had many, many times along the way where, where you've come, you uh, you know, started the, started the meeting frustrated and walked away from the meeting going, you know, relaxed and everything because we were able to just kind of put perspective on things and help you kind of process what was the change that was about to happen in, in your situation. And, and here we are in the, mid of the, uh, in the middle of the uh, coronavirus outbreak here, you know, all in, in the, the mission in the rock and, and all that. And uh, boy, talk about change. We're all, we're all facing some crazy you know, life is changing for everybody right now. And, and uh, so what a time to be in a place where it's safe and where, you know, we make sure that everybody's cared for and, and, and all of that. You're going on your, your second month here. You know, you're almost, you got to be midway through at least your second month here uh, at the mission. So how many days sober is that so far for you? you I'm um, counting um, almost 50, 51 days sober. I got moved to um, the... Uh, stage two dorm, sixty yeah. day dorm. It was kind of a kind of a stress moment, you know. First night in there, sure. I got yelled at because I like to talk in my sleep, and I woke up some of the workers. I apologize for sleeping and talking in my sleep, gentlemen. <laughs> but um, you know, you're asleep. You can't I'm help asleep. it. I can't help it. Yeah, no, exactly. It's you know, getting getting uh, people don't understand a lot of times the dynamic, the the challenge of getting 60 guys together in one building and help them all live together patiently and and uh, graciously with one another it's a huge challenge and and so every person that that tells us they want to come into the gospel rescue mission or they have somebody that they want to come into the gospel rescue mission we have to kind of go wait a minute wait a minute they have to they're going to be moving into the house where 50 other people live 60 other people live and uh, and that's we have all of them to take to take into consideration as we're bringing this person in, uh, because because it's just even on our best days it's challenging, isn't it? Oh, it's it's a challenge every day, you yeah. know. Just having the um, the 
the priorities of being able to go in and out of the doors, signing in and out. That that's a big thing for me. I mean, I'm used to just walking in a door and Coming walking and go out as you please and yeah. go as I please and yeah. do what I do and act like I act. Yeah. Um, walking in here and being in here 60 days almost, I've gained. I've gained a lot. Yeah. You know. I'm not here to be a brown noser or like be under everyone, the big wigs is wings, you know. But I like I like being around my elders, you yeah. know. My elders are like my captains, yeah. you know. I gain from them. They they show me, they like, hey, don't worry about it, we got you, you know. Yeah. Um, I never had that. Uh. You know. It's like it it's a privilege for me to to have somebody who gives me that enlightenment, you know. Hey James. Keep up the great work, man. Yeah. Um, like the um, director here, his name is Brian Boteller. Um, I give the guy a lot of gratitude, um, a lot of respect, a lot of diligence. Um, he saved my butt. Um, he's caught me in wrongful times. And I'm very grateful that he gave me that, that opportunity, you know. He could have just says, hey, sorry, man. You're out of here, bro. And I'm just like... It scared me because I knew I was in the wrong. When I turned around, I'm like, yeah, and he's standing right there. And I'm just like, I'm in deep doo-doo. <laughs> I've heard of this Brian Boteller guy. Yeah, he's, he's kind of crazy, huh? Well, I wouldn't call him crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Look, brother, I mean, the, 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 good news about, uh, the good news about being having you here, I mean, and this is, this is the thing. Everybody, you know, we, they hear... They hear only these kind of half-truth stories about our about about the mission and how it works a lot of times and they 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 think that we're just so rules bound that we're just gonna we're gonna kick everybody out whenever they make a mistake and and, and everything and uh, the last thing we ever want to do is see somebody go back out to the streets you know i mean it, it sometimes that's necessary but we're always trying to find ways to uh to keep people here you know to help them do well we know i know you're going to do better here and i got a better shot at working in your life if you're in these in, in you know within these four walls of this building than uh than if you're out there on the streets and everything hey so how long's it been in your life since you've been since you've had over 50 days sober? How long would you say was the last time you had or 50 days of sobriety consecutively in your system? It's been a lot of years. Yeah. Um, more than 10? More than 10. More than 20? Uh, pretty close to 20 years. Yeah. Um, I just I've always had an addictive personality. It's like if I'm not doing it, I'm not doing anything right. Right. And it's like now that I'm getting the opportunity to see what I am like sober, it scares me. Yeah. Um, my energy levels are off the hook. Yeah. Before, I just, I had no use to even try and challenge it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Now it's like, I, I like being woke up in the mornings. I like the, I like the rules. I like the guidelines. I like the fact that I can be clean. Um, I, get my, I get my laundry done. Yeah. You know, I remember times washing it in the creeks up on the mountain, you know, yeah. it's like, hey, man, you got to do your laundry somehow. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I remember the, the right after the first week of you staying over at the, you know, here at the mission and uh, we were we were over talking at the rock and you said, uh, I, I said, well, you know, how you doing? And you said, you know what I like best about it over there? And I said, well, is it three meals a day? And he goes, well, yeah, that's good. But but it's not that. And I said, well, is it is it? Uh, 
I don't remember what, I, what my next one was. Oh, it was the laundry thing. And you said, yeah, no, that's good too. But it's not that. I said, what is it? And you said, I can shower. I can take a hot shower twice a day if I want to. You said, I can go in and shower every single day. And just how good it feels to have a hot shower. Um, and of course, all the folks that, that volunteer over at the Rocket, they've, they've not seen any change in you at all, right? They've, they've all been just like, you know, no, nah, everything's the same, huh? Yep. No. <laughs> I, I listen to those ladies gush about you. What do they say? They, they admire me. They, they, love my, they love my character. Um, they like my outgoingness. Yeah. Um, they like the fact that they have somebody they can depend on. Yeah. Um, Somebody put a smile on their face or to wake up, come in there and be kind of grumpy. Now, I, I watch those girls go, man, you look so good, James. You look so good. Since you've been over there at the at the mission, you know, you just look healthy and you look good. And, you know, and they're, they're so they're so happy to see that in you. Um, you know, you don't have that yellow around the whites of your eyes anymore. You're just looking good, man. And, and you're, you're healthy, you're filled out, you're clean, you look happy, you look, you look good. It's, it's never always easy, you know, to, to, to live at a place where there's lots of other people. Um, but that's true in any family. That's true in any job. You know, it's, it, days aren't always easy. It shouldn't be something we expect. What you have here is is people that are willing to help you along the way. And when you're having a hard day, you've got folks that you can talk to that, you know, that, that can kind of encourage you on through the day. And, and uh, my hope is, is that's been your experience here. My experience here has been grateful. Without you being there to say, hey, why don't you give it a chance? Yeah. I don't think I would have ever done it. Yeah. I I'm just saying because I don't know if I could have if John could have done it. When you went back and you're like when me and you first met, we made a bond. At first I didn't like you, you know, I'm like, I don't like this guy. And then I got to know you. Yeah. I'm grateful I got to know you. You've done a lot for me and I thank you for that. You're welcome. It's my absolute pleasure. You know, that's the kind of thing that's the reason that, um, and I just can't, I can't thank the people that, that donate to the Gospel Rescue Mission and places like the Rock Food Pantry and things enough because I feel like well, my job is to just love people with the love that they afford me to do every day. You know, me and my staff and the people that, that I work with here, the volunteers and everybody, we, we get to love people with that, uh, that love that the Lord gives us. We get to do that every day. We're paid to do it. It's like, it's like getting the, being the guy that delivers the lottery check or something, you know, I mean, I feel like, I feel like, you know, I get to dance and celebrate with everybody and, and the lady at the front door gives me a hug and kisses my face as if I wrote the check. And the fact is, is that I didn't write the check. You know, it's, it's people that donate to a place like this um, that, that write the check and afford us to be able to do these things. And to, for me, it's such a privilege to be a part of that. The cool thing is when I get to watch guys like yourself who come in, who have been maybe had a real negative view of either me or the mission or the whatever. They've, they've got a, a, a negative view of the organization. They get to know us. They get to stay with us. They get to receive the benefits. It, suddenly, their skepticism turns to joy, man. They, you start to see their life start to turn around and change. And pretty soon, 
they start giving the same thing back. So pretty soon now you're encouraging other guys who are having a hard time staying, you know, and then you recognize yourself in the new guy coming in the door and you go, hey, brother, you know what? I know where you're at right now and I know how you feel right now. And I'm just going to tell you, if you just stick with me for the next week, I'll get you through that first week because the first week's pretty rough. But after that, it's going to be it's, it's going to be OK and it's worth it. It's worth the stay here. And I get to see guys like you and, you know, all guys and gals on both sides of this of this organization get to get to step in and be become those mentors and and become the the conduits of that same love to the next group of people coming in through the door. And it's all part of we all work together to make it to make everybody succeed in this place. And that's a pretty cool thing. Let's see. So since you have been at the Gospel Rescue Mission, you have gotten organ health plan. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, which has been free to you, available to you for as long as for, for as long as organ health plan has been available, but it, you didn't get it until you came here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Same SNAP benefits. Right. Right. Um, did we get a, have you gotten your social security? Or, no, I haven't gotten my social security card yet. You haven't gotten the social security card yet. We're still going to work on that. Uh, driver's license. We're working on that. We're working on that right now too. Child support and all that. That's fantastic. So, so here we've got this, you know, we're, we're in the beginnings, still the beginning stages of just some pretty dramatic change in your life, man. But it's all this positive stuff that's happened because you took a chance on some bigard fella named Brian uh, who comes over and and invites you to come over to the Gospel Rescue Mission. And by golly, it wasn't as bad as you had thought. Let me ask you this. If there was somebody who is just listening in on our conversation right now, if there was somebody that might be sitting out there kind of where you were maybe a year ago, where, where somebody who would be sitting there going, nah, I can't go to that mission. They got all those rules. There's probably somebody just, they, they probably just keep them all locked up inside there and it's like a small mini prison and, and everything. Would you encourage him to stay at the mission? Yes, I would. How would, what would you tell him? Me, I would tell him my experience, yeah. you know. Me, I hesitated to walk through the door, young man, yeah. you know. And, you know, it's like, sure, I was kind of optimistic about who was in there, you know, um, where I'm going to sleep, sure. um, what, what, where am I going to go, where's my dorm. Me, I would, I'd be glad to walk them in and say, hey, talk to these people here. They'll, um, they'll help you. Um, they'll give you the guidance. So there, there's rules and guidelines. Yeah. But those are guidelines that you can use. They're tools that can be presented to you to give you that uplift, you know, yeah. and um, be able to look forward to a future. Yeah. Um, they'll they'll help you um, find a job. Um, they give you housing. You get um, you get three meals a day, showers. Yeah. Um, you know you get free time. You gotta you gotta do some rules and some cleaning and stuff. But you know that to me is an opportunity. You know, sure you pay a hundred dollars on your food stamps. That hundred dollars you're eating two three thousand dollars worth of food a month. Yeah. I mean, you're getting three square meals a day. You get showers every day. You get a warm bed to sleep in. You know, what else could you ask for? No, I don't know, man. You know, and that's that's a great sales pitch. I appreciate that. You know, that's I I think for that person, you know, it is it is 
they're they're just they're just wasting time, man. The faster they come in and get get toward working on a life that's worth living, man, it's uh, you know they're just they're just killing time, and their feet are still getting you know jungle rod on them for staying out and all that good stuff. They could come in and be healing up and and feeling whole again. If I can do it, you can do it. Man, isn't that true? You know, because you know I'm 50 years old. Yeah, I mean I don't care if you're. 19, 18, 17, 16, it don't matter. Yeah. It's all in your heart, you know. If you want it, you'll go for it. Yeah. Me at 50, I took it. Yeah. I had to. I made that choice. Yeah. So can you. That's good, man. You just, it's all in you whether you want it or not. Yeah. Yeah. I want it. I grabbed it. I got the opportunity and I'm blessed for it. Amen. Look where I'm sitting now. That's right. That's right. Well, man, I am so grateful for you being willing to share your story. Um, I really, really appreciate that. You can, you know, I, I, I know there's going to be people that will be praying for you, wanting to encourage you in your, your stay and continued success here. Um, there's going to be a lot of people in the community that are just really rooting for, for James, you know, that, that you're going to do well. And they're going to be excited to continue to see your story unfold. Uh, during your time here. So, um, yeah, with that said, man, I just, again, thank you for, for sharing. I really appreciate it. It's been a real pleasure to give you a part of my life, you know. I don't know if I could give it to anybody else, but you got to trust those who trust you. Yeah. And I trust the mission, and I trust the staff, and I love the people who I stay with. Well, we love you too, brother. And I thank you, and I thank this whole family for accepting me. You got it. And bringing me in. Well, thank you for accepting us, man. It's it's been a pleasure. All right, that's it. That's the that's the podcast, and we'll just go from there. Amen. Perfect, brother. Thank you. So there you have it. A great interview with James Franklin. You know, if you enjoyed that interview, I pray that you would uh, just think about sharing that with a friend, somebody that uh, maybe needs a little encouragement themselves. And so uh, please, you can share our podcasts through uh, Facebook or social media of, of any kind. You can share them by uh, just link, texting the link, the link to uh, somebody. Of course, they can always go to our website directly, which is grantspassmission.org. We thank you again for your support. And uh, we just pray that you would continue to uh, share these stories and get the word out there of all the good things God's doing in Grants Pass. Thank you again and have a great day.